the Granville Civic Auditorium. It's the Gold Key Adventure Society's 17th episode spectacular! Hello, I'm Dan Leonard. You may remember me from such episodes as Don't Smuggle Tarantulas in Your Pants and Disney Plus and Chill. Tonight, we're here to honor America's favorite bunch of goofballs, travel planners, and Disney enthusiasts. You'll hear long-lost goofs, the best travel news from your favorite episodes, and rediscover the saga of Dave and Epcot. So join me, won't you, for the Gold Key Adventurer Society's 17th episode spectacular! First up for you, we have one of our earliest weird and wonderful news stories that was actually cut for time from episode 3. Here is the curious case of Fidel Castro's crocodile. Um, okay, I want to share one more thing just because I want to talk about it and we... Yeah, who knows if we have time for it? Let's hear it. Okay, so I decided that this kind of is a travel story um, because an aquarium in Sweden might be someplace you might go uh, if you are touring Sweden. Dateline Sweden. Fidel Castro's crocodile bites man at aquarium party. What? <laughs> <laughs> Those are words I never thought I would get the chance to say. Um, so a man has been hospitalized. <laughs> a man has been hospitalized after being bitten by a crocodile that once belonged to the late Cuban leader Fidel Castro earlier this week. How did Fidel week. Castro's crocodile end up in Sweden? That is a great. <laughs> that's a great question. So. The uh, the crocodile oh, wow. is one of two Cuban crocodiles that were originally given to a Russian cosmonaut by Castro in the 70s. Oh, no. So the story gets even better, right? <laughs> so the cosmonaut <laughs> brought, brought the crocodiles back to Moscow, and eventually they were brought to Sweden and uh, ended up in the aquarium there. Um, and the man was attending a crayfish party, which is a apparently a <laughs> traditional Swedish celebration at which you eat crayfish. And uh, <laughs> he was leaning against the tank and had his arm on the wrong side of the glass and got himself oh, bit. Oh, no. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Why uh, did they have a crocodile at the party? Right. Well, it was at the aquarium. Oh, but I mean, it was, it was at an aquarium. I just, for some reason, aquarium. I had it in yeah. my head that they were like, okay, and now we're going to bring in the crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> the traditional Swedish crawdad. As, as party. you do right, at, yes. a at a traditional. Crowd. Right. Like, it's tradition. Don't mock as tradition. One does. <laughs> so maybe if this story grows, then all of the millennials are going to go to Sweden for the crawfish Absolutely. instead. We'll watch for that travel trend. Absolutely. Sounds good. It wasn't long before I knew that I wanted to develop the backstory of the Gold Key Adventurer Society as a group of real-life explorers who are off doing interesting things around the world. And a big part of developing that story was finding out about the characters of your intrepid hosts. So, here are a couple of clips of Heather, Jess, Jeff, and Dave and myself, introducing our explorer personas for you. Uh, I think that we should introduce ourselves as explorers. So, Jess, if you were an explorer in 
maybe a comic book or a uh, old timey movie or something. What what's your personal explorer style like? Well, um, I'm I'd like to consider myself an indoor kid, so um, that, that'll preface <laughs> um, how explorative I can be. Um, I would say that probably my my explorer style would be close to. Uh, Ethan Hawke in the film, The Explorers from 1985. Ah, Um, wow. Classic. Yeah. So basically an indoor kid that would end up in space completely by accident, really. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, exploring without... uh, Without really knowing what I'm doing. But yeah, I'm, I enjoy myself, so no matter what. Right. And no matter how reluctantly you were dragged yeah, into it. exactly. Whether it's aliens planting a circuit board in my dreams or, you know, just going to a theme park. <laughs> hey, you know. Yeah, whatever it takes. Okay. Uh, how about you, Heather? So I have always been fascinated with time and space for exploration. <laughs> see you see where this is going, I think, Dan. So I'm going to have to say Amelia Pond. From Doctor Who. Awesome. Yes. Yes. My favorite doctor and one of my favorite companions. My favorite companion, not my favorite doctor, but it's okay. My second favorite. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Well, I like to think that I'm... A dashing Indiana Jones type. Because, I like it. Yes. Uh, I've long had a love of Indiana Jones. When I was young, I considered studying archaeology just so I could be an archaeology professor during the school year <laughs> and, <laughs> and raid temples uh, during the summer. Um, I'm afraid that sometimes I might be more of a uh, Carl from from Up. <laughs> Carl Fredrickson. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I might be more of a Carl Fredrickson at times. Um, I'm not quite as old as he is, although my children think I am. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go with the happy medium between the two. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to the newsroom. Hey, now. So, Jeff, tell us about your personal adventure style. If you were the star of an adventure movie, what would your character be? Hmm. I think I would probably be, uh, I'd like to think I was Indiana Jones or something exciting, but I think I'm uh, Vern from Stand By Me. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of the chubby kid that wants to do it, but then talks himself out of it, but then does it, but then doesn't really like it and complains the whole time, <laughs> but it winds up having a good time. Everybody needs a Vern in their life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I know Ernest sure did. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Same question, Dave. What kind of adventurer are you? I would have to say I'm Baloo, a big wild animal that occasionally has to do be responsible. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, like to <laughs> just have fun. And uh, so Blue's my spirit animal. <laughs> Perfect. I like it. Okay. Let's have- Another recurring segment of our show that popped up pretty early and soon became a regular feature was the weird and wonderful uh, vacation rental properties or Airbnbs, hotels that we kept on seeing uh, show up in the news stories. So here, enjoy some of the best of the weirdest of the hotels that we've found the last few months. This summer, was the first time ever that you could rent the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile on Airbnb. And the <laughs> pictures, you've got to see the pictures of how they've decked it out as an Airbnb, all hot dog themed, of course. Of course. So they tried this out for the first time this summer um, during Lollapalooza. And they say that if it was a success, they're going to do it again. 
Amenities include a mini fridge stocked with Oscar Mayer hot dogs, all the Chicago style <laughs> toppings you need, and an Oscar Mayer rolling grill to take home. I, have y'all have y'all ever <laughs> seen the inside of the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile? I've seen it roll yeah, by before, I, but I've never just, gotten to see the inside. I just have to ask: like, is there a is there a bed? This, they put it. They they put a bed in it. Yes, it normally <laughs> doesn't have it. They're like, you know, we got hot dogs, we got toppings. <laughs> yeah. Is there a yes. bed? They put a bed in a couch. <laughs> yeah. It's like a small camper because uh, the drivers actually like live in it and drive around the country for a while. They sign up for a certain tour of duty. Yeah. And it says that during your rental, you're not allowed to drive it. It was just parked. That was my next question. Like that's, that's no fun. (laughs) Sorry. That was the point. It looks so fun though. Does it, does it smell like hot dogs? I bet. I mean, I hope. I mean, there is also another interesting Airbnb that's come up for rental now, and it's shaped like a giant dog. You've got to see the pictures <laughs> of this one, too. It's a it's a giant beagle in Idaho. Yes. It sleeps up to four people, has two bedrooms. It also has a library of books, games and puzzles, which are dog themed. Of course. Of course. Light snack foods and an in-the-dog breakfast is included, and it's only $163 a night. That's a steal. If you find yourself in Idaho, you got to check this thing out. It's called, oh, I I missed, uh, it's called the Dog Bark Park Inn and (laughs) B&B in Cottonwood, Idaho. Oh, and there's a giant (laughs) giant fire hydrant in the yard. Well. That's, of course. It seems like a necessity. Is that where you have to go? <laughs> there are bathrooms inside the dock. Never fear. Heather, save me. You got a news story? I do. So we talked on an earlier episode about being able to uh, spend a night in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Well, this one, this is just in time for our listeners to jump on this and maybe have the chance to spend the night in the Goodyear Blimp. Oh, that would be cool. Yes. (laughs) So the Goodyear Blimp is transforming into an Airbnb for three nights and reservations will go live on October 15th when this podcast is released. If you're lucky enough to nab a reservation, you can spend the they're they're doing it in one night stays. So you could spend either the night of October 22nd, 23rd or 24th in the blimp. And it's going to be stationed at a hangar in Ohio before it uh takes off to cover the Hmm. um, Michigan, who are they playing that week? Michigan Notre Dame game in Ann Arbor. So after it, after it does its little stint as an Airbnb, it's going to take off and fly over the big house for the Michigan Notre Dame game. Reservations are only going to be $150 a night plus tax. And that fee includes access to the blimp, including the overnight accommodations for two people. And then it says room for four friends during the day. So it's where it's going to be stationed is going to be near a lakefront camping spot. So you'll be able to sleep in the blimp, but you'll also have a grill, a fire pit. It says they'll have tailgating essentials like cornhole. And then the people who uh, who nab those reservations will also get tickets to the Michigan Notre Dame game that week. So 150 bucks gets you all of that. All of that stuff. Yes. That's for one steal. night. Hmm. Right? But then this one... Um, and it's actually not through Airbnb, but it's the same kind of limited edition, super cool hotel room. Um, you can spend the night in a real life version of the Adams Family Mansion. This oh, Halloween. yes, I saw that one too. Yeah. Yeah. From, from booking.com. 
found this on travelandleisure.com. It says, uh, located in a 19th century townhouse in Brooklyn's historic Cobble Hill neighborhood, this spooky manor will feature plenty of nods to each individual member of the Adams family. Play with weird machines in Pugsley's room. Watch out for Wednesday's beheaded doll in the living room. Be careful... Be careful watering Morticia's carnivorous plants or even Paul Lurch's famous U-Rang bell to set the mood. And uh, you might even get see an appearance from Thing. There's pictures in this article. It looks amazing. Wednesday, it's got, uh, it sleeps up to four guests with a king-size bed, a queen-size bed, and one twin bed. There's a picture of Wednesday's room, and there's a tiny little electric chair with a doll sitting in it, <laughs> and a Ouija board set out in the middle of the floor for seances. Pugsley's room has a giant metal bombs uh, suspended over the bed. Uh, so if you are creepy and kooky and just a little ooky, this hmm. would be right up your alley, <laughs> I think. <laughs> All right, I have the latest installment in our newest feature for the new segment here. Oh, um, I've got a pair of weird hotels for you guys. Ah. Uh, the first one is it's going to be opening uh, next year, and it is a giant basket hotel. A basket? It's, yes, a <laughs> woven... <laughs> so, there used to be this company, the Longaburger Basket yeah. Company. Yeah, in, yeah. It's in that, Ohio. That building is in about Schmidt. Yes, sure. And... Uh, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> Take your word for it. It's a giant it's, basket. Yes, it's literally a giant basket with two handles up top. It's like a big picnic basket. It's located in Newark, Ohio. Well, Longaburger Basket Company is no more. They abandoned the building in 2016, and now somebody's turning it into a 150-room hotel. So That's it was cool. a basket factory shaped like a basket. Mm-hmm. Well, this was the headquarters for the company, but yes, oh, okay, it, it's, it. it looks like a wicker basket with handles up there, huh. and uh, now it's going to be a hotel. Weird. It already has a fitness center, auditorium, and a restaurant, as well as a pond out front. A pond in front of the basket. <laughs> so you can have a picnic next to the yes. pond. I'm excited. With your giant basket behind you. I'm excited. Yes. I can finally live my dream of, of sleeping like an abandoned kitten. Like, that's going to be like... <laughs> There you go. Yeah, that was one of my weird roadside attractions on my list last time we went on one of those epic trips. I've never Um, heard of this thing. I've been wanting to sleep in a basket, so road trip. (laughs) Let's do it. 150 rooms. It's not that far from the world's largest washboard. No word yet on the price, (laughs) but it opens next year. (laughs) All right. And then the other one uh, is you can hop on Airbnb right now and stay uh, the night in a giant potato uh, just outside of down t- <laughs> downtown Boise, Idaho. <laughs> An Idaho woman has turned a six-ton potato into an Airbnb complete with a hot tub. And um, I don't know what else to say other than it is definitely a potato and the inside <laughs> is the inside of a potato. <laughs> you know, I just need the amusement park next door. Yes, I can wear my Potato Land shirt. Potato yeah. Land. Guys, I've, I, I hate to break it to you. I've heard of this place, and there have been a lot of complaints that they t- use too much starch in the sheets. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Waka waka. Thank you. Dad joke for the day provided by. Uh, <laughs> it's located on 400 acres of farmland. Uh, accommodate two guests and includes air conditioning and a nearby silo that houses the bathroom, fireplace, and... And hot tub. A nearby silo. You have to leave the potato to go to the bathroom. 
<laughs> this, I mean, this potato is not huge. It's like it's like an air it's like a uh, airstream trailer size. <laughs> I, I have to leave okay. my potato to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I always so feel like there are eyes on me. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's two. <laughs> wow. We'll be back with some more weird and wonderful hotels in a little bit. But first, look at Dave's strange animosity towards Epcot. <laughs> so I'll throw another unpopular opinion. And I caught some flack for this before. Uh, but on a limited vacation to Walt Disney World, I believe you can skip Epcot. I think there is, uh, you know, if you're there for three, maybe four days oh. and you're, I just, I don't see the appeal, especially with kids to take the time to go to Epcot. There's just not enough especially now with all the uh, construction and everything being torn apart. While Winnie the Pooh is back, I just don't know that that is enough to, you know, if I'm only going to be in town for four days, I'd rather spend a day and a half at Animal Kingdom and a day and a half at Magic Kingdom. I skip Animal Kingdom. Well, we just discussed what a great ride Test Track <laughs> is. How can you skip that? <laughs> I just, I, I mean, you could spend, I guess, check in to get your AP, you know, your, your coasters or your, or your magnets, but... That's it. That's why they're putting the pass holder magnets right. at Epcot to get you there. <laughs> I mean, My I son think would completely agree with you, Dave. He's he's requested that we never enter Epcot again. <laughs> why? <laughs> Ever again? Five things I want to ride, <laughs> and the rest of the time I'm just watching you and Mom drink. So, <laughs> <laughs> but there's the kids, Kitkat stops. That's right. <laughs> right for <laughs> teens. Yeah, that's why it loves the color of teddy bear guy, you know. on a stick. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you time it right, you could walk in the park, hop on Spaceship Earth, hop back out, and get right back on the same bus and be off to the real parks. <laughs> oh, why you gotta? Why you gotta be There's like that? So many fanboy nerds that are just <laughs> just rage quitting the internet Listen, right now. You can have an opinion, but you don't have to be vile yes. about it. I just <laughs> come on. We're supposed to be civil. <laughs> maybe, maybe once Guardians of the Galaxy is open. During the next week's news segment, Dave had a prepared statement to clarify his position on the state of Epcot. But first, a retraction from Dave over at the editorial desk. Dave? Ladies and gentlemen, on the last podcast where I was on for talking about uh, unpopular opinions, I may have made some people upset. Epcot is very valuable and, and important to some people, so I'd like to take a minute to apologize to those feelings, I, I hurt, and uh, I'm very sorry that your park is not as good as Blizzard Beach. <laughs> we understand that right now, you know, it's, it's going through a transformation, and, and maybe someday we'll make Epcot great again. But right now, you know, it's it's number six on Disney property, so I'm sorry <laughs> that, you know, the, the, the truth hurts, but it will get better. Because you only have upward to go from here. I think it's important that I step in right now and say that the uh, preceding opinions are <laughs> not those of uh, the Gold Key Adventure Society, of uh, this news station, nor of any of our sponsors. <laughs> Having said that, thank you, Dave. Jess, give us some good The next time Dave appeared on the show, it was in the form of a spiritual guru sharing some deep philosophical wisdom on the current state of Epcot. In his opinion. All right. Um, I'm going to set the scene again. 
We're walking through the World Showcase, and as we approach the blue-roofed pagoda at the front of the Japan Pavilion, a gentle breeze picks up, carrying the scent of cherry blossoms and a soft melody that isn't part of the normal background music of the area. Curious, we pass the koi ponds and head up the hill. As we reach the top, we see a figure in white, seated beneath a sakura tree, contemplating the world and writing poetry. On closer inspection, it turns out to be Dave, ready to share his latest composition with us. Beauty is gone. Epcot is a dumpster fire. Return to greatness. <laughs> is that a haiku? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Should we sit back and contemplate that for a minute? Um, what does it mean to, to you personally? Uh, <laughs> how many listeners will we lose this week? <laughs> <laughs> At least it was elegant. I mean, it was well done. It was. It was yeah. very well done. I appreciated it. I feel wiser for having um, I, my life has been enriched. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. You have no idea how hard it is to write something that's only seven syllables. <laughs> haiku, like, is, haiku is an <laughs> art form. Yeah, you have to count on two hands yeah, that it's way. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, wait a second. <laughs> what are you saying, Dan? Fortunately, Dave's controversial stance didn't scare away any listeners, and in our discussion about Epcot showed that he really loves the park, he just would like to see it return to his former glory. Little did we know that waiting around the corner was a feud with another Disney establishment, this time on the West Coast. We'll talk more about that a little bit later, but first... How about a couple more of our greatest hits news stories? First up, a rather peculiar pub that recently opened in London. This, Justin. So let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever wanted to go out to a pub for a beer, but thought, you know, I just don't really want to put on pants? <laughs> well, I have great news. Um, just every time I beer, want to go actually, out for a beer. <laughs> I have great news for you. Next time you're in London, you can visit the Coach and Horses pub because according to Lonely Planet, they have become the first nudist pub in London. Hooray! They the, it's it's a it's a famous pub, I guess. It's over 170 years old and they have recently been granted a nudist license by the by uh the city of london now hold on a second wait a second so that implies that there's other maybe not pubs but what in the middle of the city of london there's other nudist establishments apparently it's a thing in london yes absolutely no shirt no shoes no anything no problem no problem (laughs) do we want to brainstorm what some of those other establishments might be oh that's a great idea I've been to London a few times, and I have to say, I haven't seen any nudist establishments, but... Then you weren't looking hard enough. Yes, not. <laughs> I can think of establishments that I don't want to have nudist Fair point. capabilities. Such as? Like daycares. Very um, good, very good, yeah. <laughs> fast food restaurants. There's too much grease involved. I Apparently, they've they've done stuff, you know, quirky stuff like this before. They were proud for a long time to be home to London's rudest barman. Uh, then for Well, that's not going to improve his attitude right. anymore by letting people naked. Uh, then for a while, they were a playhouse. Uh, they were a vegetarian pub. 
for a while. Uh, they said that even though the license allows anyone, guests and staff included, to strip down, you can't just uh, walk in anytime with it all hanging out. Um, they said <laughs> nudity must be prearranged and will only occur on special occasions with plenty of warning to all the other patrons. Yeah, what constitutes a special occasion <laughs> in this case? I have no idea. And do they have like a velvet <laughs> rope section where they keep all the nude people? Oh, a, <laughs> I have, I have one more question. Uh, the house music, is it just a constant loop of yakety sax like Benny Hill? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> they held their first nudist event in june and it was a great success so keep that on the list for the next time you visit london it's on the bucket list and who can forget that one guy who decided he needed to try to smuggle a whole boatload of tarantulas past airport security well this headline that i saw of someone trying to fool airport security was man caught attempting to smuggle dozens of tarantulas in his <laughs> luggage. Oh, no. <laughs> he told authorities that he's just passionate about insects. <laughs> this is nuts. It was a Polish man who was arrested at an airport in French Guiana in late August this year after trying to smuggle. This is the part that's insane. Nearly a 100 tarantulas. Where he do you had, even get that many tarantulas? I have no idea. He had 38 adult full-size tarantulas. And I mean, uh-huh. some of them, they, some of the species of tarantulas can get like the size of a dinner. Right, yeah. He had about 50 adolescent spiders and then dozens and dozens of egg-filled cocoons. <laughs> when he was stopped by airport security, he was trying to board a plane to Paris And he told authorities he's just so passionate about insects that he was bringing them back with him. (laughs) Like, And as weird as it sounds, apparently it is not technically against the law to transport live tarantulas on an air, which freaks me out. (laughs) However, it is really heavily regulated. I should hope so. Thank goodness. I mean... If you've seen snakes on a plane, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to imagine those spiders getting out. So, I mean, he, it's not like he put them in his check bag. He was trying to take them right onto the cabin. Well, here's my question. I'm I'm curious about the logistics, right? So, right inside his carry-on bag, did he have smaller individual containers? These spiders were in, or did he just shove them all in there? I mean, so, when they find them, have. do they unzip it and they come <laughs> flooding? <laughs> Can you imagine? I like to imagine that, yeah. <laughs> it turns out that recently Dave had an unpleasant experience at Flo's V8 Cafe at Disneyland. I present without any further comment a montage of his various thoughts and advice when it comes to visiting Flo. Believing that storyline also goes a long way to help help fight this kind of disappointment. And to avoid at all cost uh, vo- Flo's V8 Cafe. Just don't go there. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, we're going to say goodbye. For the- You're just going to have to cut us off yeah. now. <laughs> so until next week, we'll uh, we're going to say goodbye. Bye. I miss you guys. <laughs> don't go to Flo's. They um, tend to at Walt Disney. Going World. back to our friends in Disneyland, uh, California Adventure, one of the most underrated pieces of mm-hmm. property is Flo's V8 Cafe. Uh, it's. it's- <laughs> It you is, take that back right now. You can now. get 
uh, a cold chicken. You can get a cold chicken. It's a culinary uh, delight. A melted cold milkshake. You can get a melted milkshake. Fried in old oil um, that tastes funny. <laughs> so yep. I think cold it's way chicken and hot milkshakes. Just, yeah. yeah, but you can get that milkshake in a souvenir radiator racer's cup it's, or a piston cup. Not, piston cup. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Why would you want? Why, like, why, would, you want, genuine, why would you want Dave. a piston cup? <laughs> You stole my joke. Once you do all of the exclusive things in Hollywood, then they move you down to Disneyland. Oh, that's where you get to eat at Flo's. Yes! (laughs) If you're lucky. (laughs) And everything else is closed. As we know, that was Dave's favorite part of this trip. (laughs) I think that was everybody's Sometimes things are being refurbished, so... Until then, we're going to say, see you real soon. Don't go to Flo's. Don't go to Flo's. (laughs) <laughs> and um and my favorite show so far on Disney Plus is Don't Go to Flows. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> We've got two more weird and wonderful hotels for you. First up, an opportunity to stay in Buddy the Elf's apartment in New York City. Nice. Okay, so the other hotel I have, uh this one's in New York City. Also from Travel and Leisure, Club Wyndham's Midtown 45 Hotel will transform one of its one-bedroom suites into the ultimate holiday-themed room inspired by Buddy the Elf. Oh. And is full of all of Buddy's favorite things, including spaghetti with syrup. Oh. Oh. The room features a full kitchen, spacious living room, a playlist of Christmas music, oversized Christmas tree, door dressed in an elf jacket, paper snowflakes, popcorn garlands, and all of Buddy's favorite toys, light, bright, welcome message, jack-in-the-boxes, and the walls covered in gift wrap. Kitchen is stocked with candy, candy canes, candy corn, and maple syrup. Everything you need to recreate Buddy's favorite dish, which is spaghetti with syrup, marshmallows, chocolate sauce, Pop-Tarts, rolls of cookie dough, M&Ms, and a few liters of soda. My son would be so excited to hear that being served. He doesn't care what the theming is, but that sounds like his dinner, if he could choose it. So I don't know. Yeah. I think my stomach just flipped uh, thinking about it. It's a lot. Uh, beginning uh, November 25th, it's available to book for nights uh, between December 20. I'm sorry, December 2nd and December 26th through the Club Wyndham website. Prices for the suite begin at 3.99 a night. That's not bad. Um, That's not terrible. I mean, it really does look like. I don't know if this will show up on your screens, but yeah, right. you get the it, point. It, it looks like it's straight out of uh, how he decorates his stepdad's apartment. So. Look, guys, yeah, I know. It's not a stepdad. It's his real dad. He went to find his real dad. That's on me. I'm sorry. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Christmas threw up is what I'm seeing. <laughs> yes, precisely. It's pretty easy. And last but certainly not least, a story about an igloo hotel in Finland that quickly devolved into a game of make Dan pronounce difficult words. All right, well, I've got another uh, hotel to share. Um, you folks might remember back, way back around episode three, four, five, one of Heather's first times with us. Um, she told us about some igloos way up uh, oh, yeah. near the North Pole that were like a hundred grand to go mm-hmm. stay in. Uh, they were well, in the yeah. on the North Pole, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you are okay with um, going a little bit farther south to the city of... This is going to be fun. Come on, you can say it. 
Ranuan Jarvi. Nailed it. Which I believe it's fin- <laughs> I believe that's Finland, right? Sure. Yes. Uh, the the Arctic fox igloos, they are a steal. For two people to stay there is only uh, 500 euros a night. Oh. So much more affordable. Um, that's way more affordable than 100 grand a night. Yeah. Yeah. So these igloos, um, a big glass dome for your bed, and then there's a little brick hut that has the sitting room, kitchenette, uh, bathroom, and a tiny little sauna. Uh, includes a double bed, uh, bathroom with toilet and sauna, kitchenette, and table for two. You even get an electric water boiler and a microwave. Breakfast is included in the price. I mean, basically, you're going to sit and you lay in your bed and stare out over the frozen lake during the day and at the uh, northern lights at night. And what city did you say that was in, Dan? <laughs> Ranu and Jarvi. Oh, oh, and if and and the five hundred euros per night um, for two people that was for the uh, the high season, the winter months. If you're okay with going in summertime, it's wicked cheap. It's uh, for two people, it's only one hundred and fifty euros a night. Yeah. Oh, that is a bargain. Cheaper hotels in Ranyakwa. Yeah, 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 probably <laughs> for uh, June, July, and August. So save yourself a few pennies and I expect and that in, in uh, uh, but not in not in Ranyu and Jarvi. Ranyu and Jarvi. You say Trendafurker prices there, and there goes our our Icelandic <laughs> listener base. <laughs> And this is why I let Dan do that piece. <laughs> I did not want to have to say that word. I'm sure my accent is yes. excellent. Spot on. Spot yeah. on. Yeah. In case you haven't noticed, sometimes this show gets just a little bit weird. Up next, we have two news stories that perfectly illustrate that fact. First up, just tells us all about a swarm of bees around the new Hagrid roller coaster at Universal Orlando. What you got for me, Jess? Well, and more uh, slightly terrifying travel news. Um, <laughs> a um, a recent bee infestation uh, closed Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventures at Universal's Islands of Adventure. <laughs> um, so um, this past Wednesday, October the 2nd, uh, the ride closed down early in the afternoon uh, because hundreds Possibly thousands of bees were found near the attraction. Universal didn't say what they were doing to clear the bees, um, which have apparently been plaguing the coaster since September 25th. I, I guess reports have said that various Patronus charms were being used. Uh, I think possibly a bear <laughs> would be a good one for this. Uh, whatever they did, uh, it seemed to have worked, and the ride reopened later Wednesday evening. Um, so, yeah, we're not sure exactly what happened or where it was or what they did, but it seems to be better now. And um, when reached for a comment, Nicholas Cage was quoted as saying, So this show is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I need an adult. You should have known That's what you were doing. problem. We let the, the adults went away for a week, and all of a sudden... <laughs> this is what happens. This is why we can't have nice things. So did anybody ask Universal what Indian burial ground they put this roller coaster on? Because they have had the worst luck yeah i think at that point they were just happy it was the bees that closed it closed it down and not just you know operation problems but 
do we know what kind of bees they were? Honeybees or the evil bees? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think at that point when there's that many of them, they're all considered evil in, in some way. And of course, you know, I, I'm sure there was like some universal PR person that's like, no, no, no. We play this off as the new edition of magical creatures. They're crazy scorcher bees or some sort of weird. We'll put a weird name on them. And yeah, they're, they're a new Harry Potter. Creature. You weave it into the story. Exactly. Now all of a sudden the story is you're running away from bees. Exactly. It's all about theming. So. I mean, if the coaster's going fast enough, technically the bees couldn't sting you, right? <laughs> or they'll sting you extra hard. I mean, like, kind of assist them. Technically. But I've run into some large bugs while riding a motorcycle. <laughs> and it doesn't feel good even if they're not stinging you. They feel like rocks. Yeah, you got so. something in your teeth. <laughs> 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 that too, yeah. Ugh. Seriously, where's the adult? <laughs> and then there's the news story that's been haunting my dreams ever since heather first shared it with us i'm talking of course about canada's infamous sour toe cocktail stretch out so i have something that i think is going to be an instant add to all of your bucket lists boys here we go. Yes. And this is a trip you're going to want to take just to try this cocktail. Mm-hmm. It's a cocktail called the Sour Toe Cocktail, and it can only be found at the Sourdough Saloon in Dawson City, Canada. And basically, this is a cocktail with a mummified human toe in it. What? Any takers? <laughs> yes. no, I'm not going to lie. Yes. Yes. You had me in the first half. <laughs> whatever else is in there i don't care (laughs) the recipe for this cocktail is very simple it's one ounce of alcohol your choice whatever alcohol you like ever clear one dehydrated mummified toe and then you garnish with courage if you can do this you get a certificate that says you drank it now the rules are so you first you pay for your shot of choice then you pay an extra six bucks which is uh eight dollars canadian to one of the toe captains <laughs> who will administer the toe filled drink and go over the rules with you no puking you must let the toe hit your lips, but no biting, chewing, or putting the toe in your mouth. Swallowing the toe will also land you a fine of $1,900. So they're using the same toe over and over again? <laughs> uh, actually, right now they have about 10 of them. But yes, they use them over and over. So the toe captain holds the toe in his hands and he says, you can drink it fast, you can drink it slow, but your lips must touch this gnarly toe. He then waves it in front of your nose and just drops it in your drink, and you do the shot. (laughs) Uh, They say they have had the chief medical officer of the Yukon look at the drink, and it's been given a clean bill of health as long as they keep the toes mummified, uh, which they do by uh, they store them in salt, and then they serve it in at least 40% alcohol. Mm-hmm. And it keeps keeps it completely legal. Right now, they have about ten toes in rotation. 
Oh, you're leaving get, out an important detail. Where where did these toes come from? So they say that they are donated to them. One of their big toes, and any toe is allowed. It doesn't have to be a big toe. But one of their big toes came from a British Marine who lost it to frostbite when he was running the Yukon Arctic Ultra Marathon last winter. And then more recently, another man donated his toe that he lost to gout. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't want that in my drink. Gross. Uh, they're always open to new tonations <laughs> to keep their stock up. So you can either donate in person or they will accept them by mail. They had one guy swallow a toe. A couple of them have been stolen. And after a certain period of time, they retire them before they start wearing down. He said that they use, they usually get about five years out of each toe before they have <laughs> to retire it. So they've been doing it for that uh, long? So yeah, yeah. Oh. So I want to know who's who's up for a, a sour toe cocktail? Who's going to do mm, it? Sour toe. Still a no for me, dog. No? I'm going to have to already be drunk yeah. for that, but <laughs> I, well, I would try it at that point. I will have to share this article because there are some great photos of people kissing the toe. I, they must all be drunk. I do not know, but they, everybody basically says it's one of those funny bucket list things that when you look back on your life and think of silly things you've done, it's a great story to tell. Mm. <laughs> That's not one of those things that you want to ever do sober. No, I don't need to drink something that had a mummified toe in it. <laughs> Jess left me with a burning question. Though, uh -oh. He said he said that it was a pass specifically on the frostbite toe. So which toes are okay to yeah, be? Yeah, which one drink? would you take? Just a random healthy toe that somebody cut off and they mummified? Yeah, see, I'm, I'm talking like, I want like, this toe had nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Not the gouty toe. It just was in the way oh. and, you know, wanted it to go to a good place. Lost a toe to gout. <laughs> and now people are putting saying, it like, in I don't want drink. like a leper's toe in my drink. That just ruins it. You know? <laughs> right, Ew. Right. Yeah. Although those are the easiest toes to get. You just pop them right off. That's right. They're a little runny. <laughs> the good, it's, at least they're newer toes, too. We're not talking ancient pharaoh toes. We're right. talking five-year-old toes. Less than five years old. That's less correct. five-year-old toes. <laughs> But they are mummified. And if you see the picture, I mean, it is, it's black. It's, it's gross. Can't it wait to get a look at you send it back and ask the waiter for oh. a fresh toe. <laughs> oh, they even have some video on here. We're going to have to post this on our Facebook page so people can take a look. It's pretty mm. gnarly. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. But you get a certificate. And this, this oh, says that one of the people they interviewed about it, the certificate lists how many people, what which number person you are that did it. And this guy says his said he was the uh, 91,373rd person to Whoa. drink it. So... A lot of people are wow. doing this. What's the population of Canada? <laughs> it's probably what percentage yeah. of Canada has has had their lips on these toes. What else is there to do in the Yukon? I guess freeze is the your question. toes off. <laughs> It says this this cocktail dates back to the 1920s, and it's related to a a bootlegging legend about <laughs> about a pair of brothers who placed one of their frostbitten toes in moonshine. So, if you have the drink twice, do you get counted twice? Yeah, sure. So there's 
You probably get two certificates for being double crazy. <laughs> it's a possibility that someone's done this more than once. That is true. Yeah, good point. Somebody just really likes the likes the toe. <laughs> you have to, you have to. You don't get your certificate unless that you prove that it touched your lips. Ugh, gross. Mm. Imagine if you accidentally swallowed yeah, that. Yeah. Like, ugh. I mean, that's coming back up. There's no way that's staying down there. And you have to pay a fine. It's not yeah. just that you swallowed a toe. You have I to mean, pay for it. That, that is coming bucks. back up. There is absolutely no doubt about it. <laughs> That'll really Ugh. kick you in the end. Huh? Either on its own or I'm making it right there come back. Ugh, you're making me a little sick, Dave. You know what's fun on the statistics from Apple for the show? I can see second by second a line of when people <laughs> check out on the episode. Oh. I can guarantee I know where we're going to have a the, sharp no. decline in listenership. <laughs> Sour toe cocktail. We're going to field trip to the Yukon. We're doing it. As you might imagine, things got a little bit weird when we were discussing all things spooky this year during the Halloween season. First up, Jess recounts a rather uncomfortable encounter with the paranormal in a bathroom. And I've never felt like any sort of like ghost thing before in my life, but going to the bathroom in that house every single time I felt like somebody was standing behind me. <laughs> and so, yeah, I got oh, to the point weird. where I just, I didn't want to go there anymore. And it was actually the first time I ever went there was right before going to a haunted house, like on Halloween. And I was not in the mood oh. for that. So yeah, it was, it was weird. That sounds fun. Yeah. Are you normally in the mood for someone standing behind you while you go? To the I'm usually in the mood for spooky things, but not for assistance in the bathroom. Uh. No. no. <laughs> I can handle it myself. Spooky in the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> then just got a little bit worked up while reviewing the classic Eddie Murphy film, The Haunted Mansion. This clip also reveals Jess's hidden talent that is impersonating Madame Leota actress Jennifer Tilly. She's just rolling through the yard. And not to mention that she is played by Jennifer Tilly. Okay, so you've got you've got Eleanor Audley, the who's you know got this sort ever. of gravitas and and meaning to her, and then you've got Jennifer Tilly, who's like serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, <laughs> calling a spirit, and I'm yeah, just it, like who a drunk baby. This? It makes no sense. Madame Leota would later return to make a comment about Flo's V8 Cafe. And so, until then, we're going to say, see you real soon. Don't go to Flows. Don't go to <laughs> And also, to help us out with a bumper for the commercial segment of our show. Stay tuned for that right after this word from our sponsor. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat. After these messages, we'll be right back. It turns out that your favorite adventures have a whole host of hidden talents, with podcasts being a audio medium that translates mostly to singing and celebrity impressions. Here's a montage of some of our best. <laughs> All right, guys, I decided, I decided to spring this one on you without any warning. Before we get to the news, it's very important that everybody shares their favorite song from an Epcot show or attraction. And I'm going to need your answer in the form of a brief musical performance, oh, whether man. that's humming, whistling, rapping, singing. Um, I'll go first 
to give you guys a chance to thank. This one's been stuck in my head for about a week now because that's the kind of life I lead. <laughs> I love, I love the song that goes veggie fruit fruit veggie veggie fruit fruit kitchen cabaret fruit veggie veggie fruit fruit kitchen cabaret classic. It's such a good song. Such a good song. They should not. I. <sighs> <laughs> Darn you, Sorens. <laughs> All right, I'm jumping in. Imagination. <laughs> she took had, the easy one. I had to get there before Jess. <laughs> uh huh. Now you guys are stuck. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I've got one that this it's gonna stick with us all day, but Uh-oh. let it go. Let oh, it go. Dave. <laughs> Something, something anymore. <laughs> Jess. Um, all right. I'm going to have to go with one of the Yanni instrumentals that uh, they've used in the past for entrance music. <laughs> so I have to sing this, right? Is that what you're saying? Comment, whistle, okay. interpret any way yeah, you can. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I have dug a hole for myself. You know what? I can't come up with it. You could always sing America, spread your golden wings. Uh, America, <laughs> spread your golden wings. <laughs> All right. That's as good as you're getting. That's what I was looking for. That's what I was looking for. Uh, okay. Good. I think we're that warmed up and ready to go to the news. Jess, we got anything on the theme park? It's really just been. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously, it's right on top of the I dome. I love the one about don't beat baby Buford. <laughs> That's my favorite. What? How's that one go again? Yeah. D- don't beat baby Buford or something like that. Sing it. it. Somebody sing it for us. Come on. Mama, don't whoop oh. little Buford. There it is. Don't hit him upside his yeah. head. It's been a while since I've seen that. My family hates that attraction. Want to go on a guided tour with Matthew McConaughey? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would punch him in the throat by the end of the first hour. I'm How many people could fit in that Lincoln anyway? <laughs> As you can see, we're cruising down the road in a Lincoln. <laughs> what celebrity would I want? To lead me on a guided tour. For our next activity, we're going to stare out of the abyss. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Employees that were in there, like pointing, you know, go this This, way. This is the way to go. So you're doing all this great, scary stuff, and then here's this 18 year old go, hey, mister, go down this way. (laughs) Kind of took me out a little bit. (laughs) We need you to put your pants on and go home, sir. (laughs) Like you get lost. Get me lost. Mm -hmm. You'd end up on Mars with the space modulator. <laughs> I'm kind of picturing uh like uh Pee-wee's big adventure, the the big dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that on steroids it looks like. But uh but I want Pee-wee to Herman to be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure you could get him. He's not doing a lot these days. Oof. Just watching movies during the day. <laughs> <laughs> he's collecting those fat DJ Rex. Uh, That's what I was about to say. He's DJing at the well, Let me ask you guys a question because you've you, most of us here have heard that I don't think that's actually him on the new DJ Rex. I read that he was coming back. Wow, man. His voice has changed a lot because it just doesn't sound the same. Well, he is a little bit older. Overly processed. Yeah, that might be it. Or my my childhood memories are failing me. It's not for sale, Francis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a rebel, Dottie. 
I'm trying to use the phone. <laughs> Let's just go watch that movie. We can do a commentary track. <laughs> yeah, screw you guys. I'm doing um, him. <laughs> I'd love to go on a tour guided by the guy from the B-52s. Because can you imagine <laughs> can you imagine visiting all these historical sites and, and that voice is telling you all the uh, important information? This is the Great Canyon! Get in my car. It's as big as a whale and it's about to set sail. <laughs> this is where the witches were burned in Salem. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anything fun i'm gonna go with that i was gonna say christopher walken because yeah he could make anything oh, yes. sound interesting even if he didn't know what he was talking yeah. about i don't do a i don't do a, a walk-in impersonation so Come that's on. not I don't have one. throw that welcome, out there and you don't have to one normandy there we go there we go that's where the jet fighters came in I want to be the blue woman at the end of the Navi River ride because yoga <laughs> yoga is good for me and I love to sing. Well, <laughs> would you like to Would you like to sing a few bars for us right now, Jeff? No, not right now. I'm not of the up. Navi song in the Navi language, please. I don't even recall it. I'd have to learn it. Yes, <laughs> Jeff. How about you sing the next news story? Ooh. And in theme park news, we've got a thing that's happening at Disneyland. That's groovy. That was pretty that's good. That's about as much as I'm willing to do. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this week. Sometimes, no matter how hard we try, we say something that's bound to alienate some segment of our listenership or other. Here's a compilation of all the demographic groups that we've potentially driven away. Our apologies if you're still listening. Please give us another chance. We really do love you. There's a big Wiccan community that lives in Salem, so it's it's kind of ironic. The irony is really dripping mm-hmm. in Salem. <laughs> there, all of the people who were hung were not actual witches, but now the place is full of real witches. <laughs> real witches. Well, yeah, in you know, people who... Marks. Yes, yeah. I mean, Jeff, if you... you just... You... You just alienated our entire Wiccan listeners. There's going to be a pox on your house. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> also, the surrounding towns are horrible. I'm pretty sure the next gathering of, <laughs> of Juggalos <laughs> is taking place somewhere around here. <laughs> so, <laughs> are we going to alienate our, our Juggalo fans? Uh, Dave, don't drive them away. Whoops, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we need them but <laughs> listen but they're very fine people but uh this guy is is not wrong causes the mayhem instead of a instead of a mischievous spirit. in china they actually welcome elevators to fall and kill people so they just turn it into a fun time <laughs> Well, and there goes our Chinese audience. (laughs) They're going to get a letter from the Chinese government. (laughs) Oh, no. It's really cool. I mean, it makes the song go on forever. So if you don't love the song as much as I do, you (laughs) might not make it all the way through because it's like seven minutes or something. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) I wash dishes to that song. Come on. I have done that, too. I put on a lady work. Jeff. (laughs) Well, now we've alienated our entire female listenership. There are two people left. And there goes the other. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's just Jeff sitting in his room listening to himself on the podcast. That's it. <laughs> so once you- Oh, well, I can't read, so I wasn't even aware those were books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> well, you are from Alabama. Touche, or touchy, as I would say, being well, from Alabama. It's another week, and we've alienated another uh, another segment yes. of our fan base. Check that off I've got the bad list. news, guys. Alabama's uh, <sighs> sitting at was sitting at number three for our Uh-oh. for our downloads. Uh-oh. It's going to take a sharp plunge. We're in trouble. I think. <laughs> we're going to have to win them back. They're they're really holding this show together. So we're seeing a live show at Jeff's house. Yes. That's right. Exactly. Well, they could could listen to this podcast instead of reading. There you go. Nerds. It's just as informative and sometimes as entertaining. Just wait for the movie. Stressful, uh, fast-paced. Long hours, short workers. (laughs) Bring it at me, elves. Come on. Uh, We've alienated yet another segment of our (laughs) audience. That's why nobody likes us. (laughs) including the elves (laughs) all right well that's gonna do it for the news segment and if you've made it this far with us we just want to say congratulations also thank you for all your support this year and we're looking forward to sharing 2020 with you we're gonna ride out the end of this episode for as long as you can hang on with a assortment of random funny goofs and bloopers and bits and bobs sometimes our brains break sometimes we think of funny things to say that just don't fit in anywhere else. So here's a whole bunch of stuff. Enjoy. And we'll see you next week for a very special Christmas episode. Remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure. Well, I heard that, you know, people are a little bit, you know, the the menu is a little exotic for some people's taste, no matter how immersive I the mean, atmosphere is. They still are looking for a theme park burger or chicken, yeah, right? Yeah, there's no burger, but the... The, well, from what I hear, they're going to be making a change uh, to the menu. No. They're, yep, 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 yep. From what that. I hear, uh, for the kids' menu, they're going to have a Wookiee burger. Okay. All right. initial, re- initial reports are that it's delicious, but a little chewy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's how I, I don't, do. I'm not a mechanic or <laughs> Same. aerosmith engineer by any way, but aerosmith. do those planes have... <laughs> Aerospace. You know what? Dave likes to I fly this way. That's all that matters. You know what? Um, Let's get tickets for everybody. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. I'm done with you guys. See you later, Dave. What are you gonna say, Dave? But those bigger planes. Those bigger planes, you don't feel the the turbulence as much, right? Like, is the bigger the plane? That's a lot more convenient than clan clandestine clandestinely yes that word then being sneaky and stealing uh, an outlet at a store we did stranger things uh poltergeist the friday the no the halloween whichever one is michael myers and i think there was one other one that we did so we did four but we weren't we weren't yeah halloween that's the one i don't want to correct you but (laughs) Jason is Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, they all start to look the same eventually, especially when you're in a house. There's like there's like thirty Michael Myers in that house, and it just got kind of laughable eventually. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's. Uh, we're gonna take a. What 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 country is that from? Uh, that's from Randy. Randy, 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 Randy. Well, all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have a, a discussion about. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna. Oh, we're gonna do it. What are we gonna do, Dan? <laughs> You're gonna, it's gonna see. be great. Coming, it's gonna be awesome. Coming up next, we're gonna talk all about uh, the brand new Disney Plus. Um, there's a, a new one that's gonna be opening up at the Imagination Pavilion uh, as part as as part of the Dixie. <laughs>
<laughs> as part of the Disney and Pixar short film festival. If you put them together, it could be Dixie. Ah, there we go. Dixie Fest. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm really glad my mother-in-law doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Fun a new fact though, did you know an erector set was the, was the, the idea behind that attraction? Yeah. Erector set. Yeah. Erector set. What? No way. No, yes. I've literally <laughs> had never, never heard oh. that. Erector. <laughs> hey, damn. Yeah. <laughs> we had a similar thing happen when the last time we were at notre dame in in paris there was a guy you could pay it was much more than 65 cents i think it was like five euros and he would spread birdseed all over you get the pigeons to land on you and then take a photo was it extra if they poop on your head yes that's an extra Ah. euro Mm mm-hmm that's that's a value added. Right. <laughs> that's the French conditioner. My question is, who is traveling all the way to Paris to Get to look on. like the lady from Home Alone Two? <laughs> <laughs> Heather Strait. Actually, probably Apparently. my son. Four or five minutes. Ten, twenty minutes. Plus, it drops you right in peso bill once it's done, so you can Pecos watch bills. Show, you know, get yeah. something to eat. Mm-hmm. Peso bill is my favorite. <laughs> I said. All right, we were talking about Epcot. <laughs> oh, do we have to? Uh, I I gotta bring up another overrated Epcot because because you gotta you gotta be on that broom but that broom's not moving you the way they do in the movies so I don't know if that's a game for me but and it looks like it's in it's insanely hard to run with that thing in between your legs that's oh yeah that, it's it's like more of a penguin <laughs> so let me tell you it sure is <laughs> uh, and that's where we took to the turn. outside but then. In in the ride itself, it's you come, you are introduced to, oh, what is his name? Henry Mystic. Henry Mystic. Yes. Lord Mystic, who is a member of SEA. Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Yes. And his... <gasps> His trusty sidekick monkey. I can't remember his name. Um, his monkey. His, his <laughs> monkey is. Oh, where is it? I jotted it down somewhere. Oh, I was just looking at the book. Doctor Phineas <laughs> McPoopslinger. Probably. That sounds right. We'll go with Albert. that. Albert. His name Albert. is Albert. <laughs> of course it is. What else would it be? So, right. so I've got one last topic for the lightning round, and this one might be pretty heated, so try to keep it civil, guys. But Aaron says that the Muppets don't belong in the Disney parks. Furthermore, <laughs> she hates the Muppets and presumably also puppies, ice cream, and sunshine. She actually also hates Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is both Walt Disney and Mr. Rogers. There's no way you can hate that man. And he is a national treasure. That's right. Aaron is incorrect. I love the Muppets. They, they were purchased by Disney Fair and Square, so they belong there as much as Guardians of the Galaxy or Star Wars or anything else. People may not like the Muppets that much, but they belong there. People with cold <laughs> black hearts. <laughs> well, they just got kicked out of Magic Kingdom now, too. So there really, there really is nowhere to That's see right. the Muppets in... I hate that. Is the show still open in Hollywood Studios? Yes. Yes. I still at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Yeah. They've downplayed the areas... But that's make it. it a little less muppety. Just like that. But um, yeah, can we think of any other uh, characters that have been in the parks through the years that belong there less than the Muppets do? Power Rangers. Ooh. I've got one. Oh, Power uh, Rangers. True. What about Power Rangers? What about hey Ace Ventura, what? Pet Detective? Ooh yeah. yeah. Oh yes, yeah, I, I forgot there. he was in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, 
Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. That was a good show, though. I got it. Dick Tracy. Oh. Oh, actually, I kind of want to... I, I wish I could see what they wanted to do there. I love that movie, but that that show was really bad. I never saw that either. Yeah, that was that didn't last long, I don't no. think. Um, Barbie had a show in Epcot, I believe. I've seen a yeah. video about that, yeah. Really? I think she had more than one show. She was there for a long yeah. time. Look up no on idea. YouTube. She hosted like a like a 30-minute TV special about the parks. It's really weird. so the bottom line is on that one uh aaron scores negative five hundred thousand points everybody else scores correct (laughs) must be the mountain air (laughs) don't go to flows to ask a question or share your travel story you can reach us by smoke signal carrier pigeon or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com and make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.